The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 92. Yes, the countdown to 100 continues. And uh, for this episode, we we, uh, welcome back uh, previous guest, uh, Michael Blair from Scotland. Yes, welcome back to the show, Michael. Oh, thank you for having me back, Douglas. It's a pleasure. Yeah, well, uh, boy, a lot of events happening over there in uh, Great Britain. Uh, some uh, recent elections, of course, and uh, uh, some uh, vehicular homicides. Uh, boy, uh, <laughs> it's been pretty weird. Yeah, uh, so uh, fi- going on. finally, uh, <laughs> some guy decided he was going to solve the whole uh, war with uh, um, uh, radical Muslims by killing all of them. Uh, he managed to kill one. <laughs> yeah, and, it must uh, be a one-at-a-time thing. It could take him some time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I think, uh, I think I he think is he... now, I think he's enjoying uh, uh, some some uh, accommodation at Her Majesty's Pleasure, I think, at the moment. Right, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Yeah, then they'll set him up for a while now. Uh, well, uh, great going there, buddy. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> said that, they said that they were assessing his mental health. I think, well... Do you really yeah. need to? Do you really need to? Yeah, no. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, I mean, and now that that's always been one of the uh, warnings. It's the same here in the states. I mean, but after 16 years since uh, 9/11, you know, I I expected something like that to be happening to uh, Muslim people, somebody attacking Muslims and all that. And boy, uh, not a I whole think, lot. Aren't, aren't governments doing that? It's like doing that for us, sort of like proxy. Yeah, yeah. We got military to go to war with these guys over where it's actually happening. Uh, we don't really need to be mowing down people on the street just because they're standing outside of a mosque. No, so, on either side, it's unnecessary. Yeah, it really doesn't solve a whole lot. Plus, uh, you're running over people who uh, didn't necessarily have anything to do <laughs> with whatever it is you're upset <laughs> about. Absolutely nothing to do with it whatsoever. And by the way, uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda have probably killed more Muslims <laughs> yeah, than any other some, group. Yeah, that's somebody was getting at that, because it's absolutely true. They have. They've killed more of their own people than they have of anybody else. Yeah, and nobody yeah, seems because... to question that. I know. Yeah, I don't know why it's not noticed, but uh, it does happen. Yeah, uh, somebody, because, should, somebody uh, should be noticing. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> uh, they they have a pretty strict uh, policy of people who de- they deem aren't Muslim enough. So, yeah, this is the, this is the big snag. Yeah, I think you either so, are or you aren't. I don't think you can be enough of one. Oh no, no, what's in the Christian thing? as well, doesn't it? You're enough of a Christian. Yeah, yeah. You're one now, of the a lot of people. TV. Yeah. Now, a lot of people on the left are like, oh, thank God, finally some white guy did a killing. <laughs> so, and, so, and, I mean, it's kind of like, well, this one killing uh, is the equivalent of the thousands of slaughter. Yeah, this is not quite something. No, no, it means nothing. Yeah, it, it really does. It. It's just some, yeah, some idiot, some, you know, whatever his problems are, uh, went off on oh, some this, idiot tangent. Yeah. This won't solve yeah. anybody's problems at all. It just makes no. It makes it worse and it complicates things, you know. And then, well, and then a week we'll be on to something else. 
That's, so. that's the sad thing. There's always going to be something else. This is the problem. Right, right. Yeah, it seems no. to be not just confined to, to Britain either. It seems to be you know, France gets its fair share of this kind of oh, yeah. thing yeah. of mowing people down in vehicles and leaping out with large, sharp instruments. Well, yeah, that was an idea of uh, ISIS. You know, they were putting it out there. Uh, if you want to join the movement, you, you don't need a gun. You can just use your vehicle. And sure enough, they say, oh, yeah, that's a we, good idea. Uh, so they started yeah. doing it. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that you seems to have to, You don't actually have to fill it with explosives. You just fill it with heat, and it works perfectly. Yeah, it yes, doesn't matter. So, so that's what they're doing. A lot of people are saying, well, this is what ISIS wants. Uh, because they want to have this uh, this battle, but uh, actually the the goal they want right now is for the West to get out. <laughs> that would be the so, one that would probably help quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. That so they're trying to intimidate. Yeah, they're trying to intimidate uh, NATO allies and all that sort of thing. Uh, but for a full scale war, I'm sure they'd like that too, where the, the different groups fight it out and all the streets and what have you. But uh, more than likely, they would rather have pressure on the, the localities to say, well, why are we bothering with Syria? You know, that's what they would, ho- would hope for, is that they would pull back. What would hope for, yes. But, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't Iran, think so. Iran had gone to the mix the other night as well. They were, they were bombing ISIS targets as well. So nobody really knows well, who's yeah. bombing who at the moment or why they're doing well, it. Well, that's the thing. It's all very complicated. Sometimes they'll kind of be allied because they, they both hate us, but at the same time they hate each other. Yeah, so it's a it goes one. back and forth because if we left the picture, then it'd be a war between Sunni and Shia, you know. Yeah. So it, it, so maybe that's what it should be. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. tempted to say that. Remember when the, the Iran Iraq war was on in the eighties, and there was you know it was basically trench warfare, and right. the West didn't get involved. They let them fight it out, and it lasted for quite a few years, and nobody really knew much about it. And yeah. it went away. They sort of stopped. I think they just all got bored. Too many people were dead, and nobody was getting anywhere. Kind of like the first world yeah, war, they, you know. They, yeah, they fought themselves to a stalemate. Yeah, they, they killed millions, so that will do, you know. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what out. they did. Yeah, yeah. The, and boy, those were the good old days. Uh, they just let them settle it themselves. <laughs> just let them now settle they're heavily it, involved. They are no yeah. out of it for God's sake. There's no interest, no Western interest in there. We got enough oil from other places. Leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah, Saudi Arabia dangling well, on a string, that's enough. Whenever they fight it out, whoever wins, we'll just buy the oil from them, you know, because they right. got to sell it to somebody because it's useless if you don't. So. It's, it's just <laughs> nasty-looking black stuff in the ground, isn't it? It's not really doing anybody any good if you can't sell it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's good for. So, you can't eat it, yeah. you know, so. No, you can't, no. Somebody, somebody will buy it, there's no doubt about that. Well, no yeah, cares. that's the deal. Nobody cares where it comes from, they'll buy it So anyway. I... Which leads me to wonder what what was it really all about? Everyone always says it's about the oil and, of course, uh, uh, the, the the free flow of trade and what have the shipping routes because you got the Suez Canal and all that's always been the, the sticking point. And so, I, you know, I, I would assume it had more to do with that because when when you get with these fanatics and stuff, they even though it's to their detriment to go to war with the West and all that, they'll do it anyway because well, it's just with True. God's will and all that type of thing. So you never know quite what you're dealing with. If you were dealing with just dictators like Saddam Hussein, you probably could cut a deal. But they could uh, easily have cut a deal. They didn't have to obliterate Iraq. They could easily have cut a deal, and it would have actually worked out quite reasonably well, I think, for everybody. Yeah. Once you remove, once you remove the dictator, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the whole thing just goes. They said it themselves. They didn't even know what they were doing when they took him out because they didn't have a plan. Yeah, 
Yeah. The plan was, oh, well, yeah, yeah, there was no... You know, they take, just, you know, disband the Iraqi army, disband the, the, uh, the civil service, and, right, oh, my right. God, look, it's chaos. What happened? We don't understand. Yeah, I know. They, that God, was how could it possibly happen? They went on and on and on about how easy it would be to take down Saddam Hussein. Well, I never questioned that. Oh, no, that was going to be good. Of course, of course it was easy to take him down. But then it was the because it, it, it's like they didn't want to think about it. Well, we're not conquerors. Or they, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're taking this government away. Now, there's a there's a consequence for that. What that do you have? Well, what are you going to do about it? You know, and there was no plan at all. And so, of course, yeah, the looting, the rioting and all that stuff happened. Yeah, they took all these had... artifacts, and, and they were poor. They were literally, I mean, I saw a documentary recently where they were taking stacks of $100 bills out of huge cases and just handing it to tribal leaders as they all shuffled. Right. You know, and it, it's like, it was like, you know, it's like prizes at school, you know? Yeah, you have yeah, that, you yeah. have that here, you have that. Big, but, you know, bricks, $100 bills. Yeah, brand new. and then... And then, of course, the chaos that ensues, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they going to go and buy so, weapons or what? Oh, yeah, of course. No, no, right, buy right, weapons yeah. that money. Good luck, no. Then the army all defected yeah. to, to al-Qaeda anywhere, whoever they were, ISIS, whoever they called yeah, themselves. Yeah, they, they went, right. The, the Shia went with the Iranian groups that came in, and then the, uh, the Sunnis went with al-Qaeda, and now they're with ISIS. So that's how, you know, that's how that works. And uh, because this is like, yeah, the U.S., was there would protect them sometimes, but of course everybody knows we want to leave, so they can't put much you know uh, faith in that. So they got a group of their own, and it's all tribal, and so they, they you know that's the way it goes. That's so, why the, that's why a dictator is, 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 does work because he keeps he keeps the tribal thing down. That's that's the whole thing. Right, he but, was he was the head mob boss that kept that violent the world yeah. uh, under under his thumb, and it, yeah, it's horrible. He did heinous things. And uh, uh, and all that, but I mean, I don't know well, what did we gain. Originally, I thought that they were doing a squeeze play on Iran because we had forces in Afghanistan after nine eleven, of course, and then we went into Iraq. And I thought, oh, maybe this is some Machiavellian thing, you know, maneuver here where they're going to squeeze Iran and uh, to take out their nukes. And I, no, they apparently no, never no, there even was thought no of that. plan after that. No, there was, that was no it. plan at all. It was and it just, not a thing. Good Lord. And so then Wait, I was like, prior, oh, okay, to, prior to them going in at that point, they were saying, well, the Iraqi, oh, the poor Iraqis, they don't have uh, electricity all the time. They don't have running water. So we will send people in and make that all happen. I was like waiting yeah. for this, you know, huge humanitarian thing. It, nothing happened. It was like silence. No. Tumbleweed no, went down the street. It was just, yeah, you couldn't settle anything down. So no, there was it, no it was, way it was, to have. No, there was you know, no infrastructure there at all. There was nothing. There's little they pockets the, here and the, there. The bureaucrats but, working and, and and kept most of the army there. They could have, they could have done something really good there, but no. No, oh, yeah, but it would have taken a more massive approach, and nobody was yes. going to put the investment into it. And uh, as soon as they went in, they, okay, how do we get out? Well, that's yep. not really the that's the situation you're in. You're in. You're in. And you need to deal with the problem you have and make a plan. And and, and it didn't. And oh, now plan. everybody's Ooh. trying to get out. But now we got a problem. So now you can't you can't just leave. Uh, you've got this festering wound there, and uh, well, these things uh, yeah. these things but, tend to spread. So now you've got now you know now now they're in Syria. We got that collapsing, and everybody's fighting over that. That could spread into other countries that are for, for the most part stable. We can't have Jordan falling. We can't have uh, God forbid Saudi Arabia. Everybody's mad at them, but you need them there. And this could spread, you know. And of course, a lot of these guys they would want to take Saudi because that's where that that's where Mecca is, and a lot of these groups would love to take oh, control of that. that. 
Absolutely. And so, of course, uh, we would have this series. Meanwhile, we've got a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran and Yemen. <laughs> and so, yeah, all, which is going so, on at the same time as all the other nonsense is happening. Right, right. So that's you know the different factions of the war. Boy, it all sounds familiar. Uh, reminds me of the of the Balkans uh, pre World War One. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, and it goes yeah, on and on and on because it's the they, same just, thing. they all hate each other. They haven't figured out that we're all on the same planet together, and you know it shouldn't be too oh, much yeah, of a yeah, step they... to say we could maybe manage to manage, manage it a little better. Yeah, yeah. Man, human nature's a pretty dodgy. Human nature's pretty yeah. dodgy thing. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's one of these things I keep coming back to. I say like like we in the West are kind of the weirdos. And when you look at the Middle East and the rest of the world, uh, that dog-eat-dog uh, reality, that is humanity. That's the way that it's been humanity. throughout, yeah, throughout, throughout human history. That's the yep. real world. We're living in fantasy world. <laughs> yeah, we have and, this idea uh, that democracy is the answer to everything. Well, that may yeah. work in some places, but in some places it just can't work. It's impossible. You have to have some strong man involved to keep everybody back and down from fighting with each other. You have to have right. that. Because uh, they don't understand uh, when you give them democracy, they, they just vote another tyrant in one way or another, or a tyrant to tyranny by committee, you know, or a religious leader or something like that. Oh, it yeah. doesn't really solve the problem. The idea of democracy and liberty is that you have to become uh, self-sufficient, and uh, you're, you're basically on your own. The government should be greatly limited so that it can't rule over everybody and uh, force right. you into something you don't want. And that's the deal. And a lot of it has to deal with an honor system of uh, being uh, uh, good to your fellow man. And uh, if that's not in the nature of, of the peoples uh, involved, then you're, you're never really going to atri- atri- no. achieve that. Because you gotta, they're still in the tribal system, which we've all come from. But mm-hmm. it, the, the tribes are made for war. You know, because yeah. you're in your group and you you defend your group to the bitter end. And so when you're at that stance, it's very difficult to say, okay, you're all one and the same now. Yeah, they don't really buy that. No, because they're not. They're, they, they've been fighting with each other for centuries, so they're not suddenly going to stop. Yeah. Because somebody says, oh, this is, this is democracy now. No, we hate them next door and we will kill them next door. Yeah. So, and I mean, when you look at Europe, I mean, good Lord, the bloody war is... That uh, took to get to where it is today, you know, it's unrecognizable oh, God, yeah. to its past, and uh, so, boy, I t- I says you just got to let uh, evolution play out, I guess. <laughs> you know, the, the, yeah. the, the problem the, the problem is is the uh, the weapons are getting more and more nasty, and so it this spills over into our little comfy worlds, and that's when it becomes a problem. So hmm. n- nobody really knows what to do, but everyone probably. Th- well, not everyone, but it probably understands that you can't just do nothing. Well, so. weapons, I mean, they, they make them more sophisticated, but as they've proved, you know, a large truck or even a van or a cut up whatever is, is as good a weapon as anything. Right, because, right. Because fear and panic. So you can have all the bombs and the smart stuff in the world and you know, the bomb, the bomb in somebody's wedding, probably, instead of the people you were actually supposed to be hitting. But they take a van or a truck or something and you can do a lot of damage and spread a lot of fear. And it's simply. And that's what, yeah, that's the main goal of terrorism, of course. That's why it's called terrorism. Uh, I'm trying to scare you into doing something I want you to do. Uh, So that's what they do. So, uh, well, uh, Theresa May uh, (laughs) calculated. Oh, I've heard of her, yeah. Yeah, she thought she could increase the the majority, and uh, boy, did that backfire. Yeah, that was one of the biggest follow ups. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember was... when Gordon Brown became Prime Minister, by, you know, by eventually Tony Blair, he said, oh, for fuck's sake, Gordon, just go and do it. You know, just go and be Prime Minister then. And yeah. well, you know, people said, well, why didn't he call an election? Well, it was the same thing would have happened to him as Theresa May. Right. So he didn't. But he looked stupid, yeah. but he did the right thing, I suppose, from a personal point of view. Right, so, right, he played it safe. Yeah, he played it safe, but Theresa May thought, oh, people like me, I'm lovely. People will vote yeah. for me. No, they won't. The funny thing but was they the... did in Scotland. That was this crazy thing. They actually voted more Conservatives in Scotland. Wow. Which was quite bizarre. Oh, yeah, we, we, the SNP lost 21 seats to the you know the combination of Conservative, Labour, and Liberal, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, of but course, that's they probably... won't stop they, talking they, about independence. That's the problem. The that's SNP. the thing. That's what I, I think People the SNP kind of... They damaged their brand because they're only a one-trick pony. That's right. And, uh, and the funny thing know, was, yeah. Nicola Sturgeon actually accused Ruth Davison, the conservative leader in Scotland, as being a one-trick pony. Yeah, That is just the most bizarre thing I've ever heard from yeah. a politician. Talk about pots and oh, well, that, that, like, that's God. actually tip. That's actually quite typical of a politician. Always accuse yeah. the other side of what of you being are. Being what you are, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. You know. And it's, uh, oh well. By the way, what is it? What's your platform about? Well, uh, independence uh, and uh, uh, independence, uh, independence. Uh, independence and everything is somebody else's fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Westminster problem. They did it. We could do nothing about it. It's, a de- it's not a devolved. No, no, that's not devolved. No, no. Housing, no. Nothing about that. No, no. You can vary well, taxes. Blame- no, 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 we don't. Yeah, you can't blame Westminster once you're independent. So I guess the idea was to get independence, then rejoin the EU, and then they could uh, blame Brussels. And so exactly. that's the way. That's the whole deal. Because they said, oh, no, it's a European. <laughs> oh, no, this is a European thing. That's nothing to do with us. And then that's exactly what they would have done. Right. They, they, they can't, I mean, they have powers there. They can, they can vary in contacts. They can, they have powers over housing, education, NHS, National Health Service. They have these powers, but they won't use them because they're scared to do something in case people don't like them. Right, right. Well, that's the thing, because once you you put your fingerprints on something, then you're responsible. You're responsible because already because of the position you're in, but nobody wants to do anything concrete about what you do to solve the problem you're in. Because then you you get the blame. Exactly. People say, by God, you people are useless. But now they're getting that anyway, and people are really starting to see through this, the the, the tartan smoke screen, (laughs) which is the SNP. <laughs> so poor Teresa. Uh, of keep in mind when she called for the election, she probably thought our odds were good. And then, well, of course, uh, well, at that point think, she was like twenty-four well, think, points ahead in the polls. Right, and she right. managed to think, lose that up so badly is because you know she wouldn't go on television to do the debate. Yeah, and I think people went what? You know, yeah, and then she a, was interviewed a few times and couldn't really answer questions. And thought, this is the prime minister, oh, you know? Oh boy. And then yeah. Corbyn, of course, he oh, I'll, I'll go on TV for a debate, yeah. And of course, people say, oh, he was brave to do that. Well, I'm to yeah. She was basically branded some sort of bully or coward or something at that point. And I don't understand why she didn't do it, because she couldn't have really lost anything at that point. Totally up against Jeremy Corbyn, for God's sake. I know. For good Not Lord, do you think you could take when, when you when you when you show fear in front of something like that? Boy, it's already over. I, I mean, uh, and in Corbin, I mean, he didn't have. Of course, he would show up. And what has he got to lose? You know, pretty much nothing. nothing he had everything to gain. He was so. the he was the underdog, so he had everything to gain from that. So she right, was it right. doing that, and I think that was when this is saying in Glasgow the ball was burst. Yeah, that was the end of the game. That was it as far as it, she was and it was over. I mean, I guess it could have worked. And just if we, we continue to make it worse. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it Maybe it yeah. could have worked if she said, I'm announcing elections for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that way it works, yeah. Just at that point, yeah, the election is tomorrow. No debates, no nothing. Let's go and vote. <laughs> <laughs> See, I gave you your elections. <laughs> so what are you going to so. do with it? Come on. But that's the problem. You can't predict the future, and things change, uh, even within a few months. So, And then, of course, uh, the nasty attacks that happen, and that's always bad when it's on your watch. Doesn't mean, of course, uh, realistically, it's not her fault, but no, it's on your watch. When, when they've, this problem with this fire that they've had, which is a dreadful, dreadful thing, and I think it will basically come down to local politicians and probably corrupt businessmen in the end, you know, poor yes. materials and whatever. It was supposed to be fire retardant. It was not a bloody Roman candle. It was ridiculous. And she's yeah. getting the blame for this, which is equally bad because it's the Labour bloody council people that were involved in it. So it's a, it's, right. you know, they, they, it's a typical sort of left-wing Trotskyist kind of opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. they'll always take, but, yeah, yeah, take advantage of... Well, I don't know if, maybe, they, maybe they think that if the Theresa May steps down, Jeremy Corbyn gets the, you know, gets to keep the ball sort of thing. Yeah. Boy, that would be a disaster. <laughs> that would be disastrous. Yeah. He, is, he is not... He comes over as somebody's cuddly uncle sort of thing, but I think he's a pretty strange kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan, uh, but he's one of these guys who's managed to stick around for a while and he's still waiting still for his opportunity. For a long, long so, yeah, time. well, age... Right, when he was a younger man, you probably might have been scarier to people, but now, like you said, he's the, he's the grandfather... And that sort of thing. And what a nice guy. He's almost like Santa Claus. And, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, weapons don't change the spots. And he's, his, you know, his, yes. his, his weapons. Oh, yeah. Principles are even more embedded in the world when he was 25, you know? Oh, yeah. He's probably all bitter because he didn't really get very far. And now all of a sudden it's here. So yeah, there he is. He's he, got his chance. Yeah, yeah. So now he's, he's going to settle some scores, you know, once he gets in. So, well, they, they, yeah. they, managed, they managed to get rid of most of the must have read most of the sensible Labour MPs now, so you know they're just left with this few who believe in him. They, they, so I was talking to somebody online the other night and we chatting away, and I said, "Jeremy Corbyn, I mean, who on earth could bother with yeah. that set? You're blocked, you know, because yeah. you're not one of us." I said, "No, but was I don't believe in any yeah. of these politicians." <laughs> I, mean, I, I talked to you, I know, I met we we talked on Twitter for five minutes, and I was meant. I was, you know, I'm suddenly you thought I was one of you because I talked to you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. He said, "What am I? I'm cutting you out or something." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just sad. I was so upset. I was distraught. Well, that's the irritating thing about politics is that it, there's a there's a cult like atmosphere to it for some. Yeah. You know, and they get they get way too involved with these people that they don't really know, well, they but don't they know hold them all. up. You know, and then five minutes after they've lost, they've moved on to the next one. But well, still, at the moment, if, if you think, well, I, don't, I think that idea he had was really stupid, they'll explode on you, you know. And, yeah. you, you know, how dare you defy the great one, you know. And, and, good Lord. Well, I mean, uh, people, people who, I mean, I always say, I, people like we said, the last time people idolized politicians shouldn't. Because, I mean, they, as I said, they wouldn't piss on you if you're on fire. They don't care about you as a person. They care about you as a number. Somebody right, will right. Or run around the countryside knocking on doors and, Talking to people, handing yeah. out leaflets. Of course, they, yeah. they, they love you for that. But if, they, you know, if you're in real trouble, they wouldn't help. I know. Not interested. No, <laughs> they don't care about the person. Not interested. Oh, they might say hello to you in the past. They would see you in a shop or something. Oh, hi. If you get a first yeah. name, whoa, you're in there. 
Oh, I, I idolise Nicola Sturgeon. She's the First Minister. How could anyone be nasty to her FM? Well, yeah. why not? <laughs> she's a politician. That's what she's there for. She has to take the nasty stuff because that's what she was voted in to do. You take the good with the bad. That's right. If you don't then like it. it ugly. Yeah. You, you can always quit. Uh, yeah. You don't have to stay. <laughs> it I, really I think, bothers you. I, I think that she is thinking about resigning because I, I think she's, she'd say she's been holding talks with Apple about some new NHS computer system. I think she's just angling for a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pro- you're probably right because, I mean, you know, that's a pretty severe wound there. And, uh, you know, technically she could stay on, but really... She, yeah, she's I lost a lot of credibility this. over this. She really has. And, and the funny right. thing is, after, the day after the election, and even to this to, to now, you talk to us, rabid SNP supporters, and they they won. They they still ended up with more seats, so they actually won. The fact that they lost yeah. one made, made it look like idiots. And by the the guy in the, the, the consent you say that I vote in, SNP, you got in by 21 votes, and that was a 10,000 majority he had. 10,000 yeah. majority. So he... He was so lucky to scrape in. So you can't call that a victory. No. So. Not, not in the sense of, oh, yes, we had got well, they had 55 or something before, now they took 40 something. So or 30 something. They lost. They, they, they lost face as much as anything else. Yeah. But it's difficult for the fans to accept that. That's the problem. <laughs> people just, people just, it's like even after the referendum, independence referendum, the, 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 the people who voted for. Uh, independence still believe that 45 is a greater number than 55 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if another 5% we won another 5 we would have won we would have won but you didn't that's what the, you know, here are the numbers you didn't win <laughs> yeah we, we get that won. thing we, we get a lot of that here too uh, they have these they got a lot of these different uh, house elections going on. Especially, we got one tonight. The special election, and they're all well. They spent a fortune on this guy to if they could just get a Democrat in. And they had one recently where they almost won. And they, well, this is a victory for the Democrat. <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> but you didn't we'll win. Yeah, it's so. like the Labour Party. This this was a this was a victory to to you know be forty six seats behind, and the last time was a huge defeat because they lost by thirty six seats. <laughs> Yeah, things are looking up. We went backwards. <laughs> backwards we went. Yes, off we went. Backwards. <laughs> no, it's a victory when they appoint you the prime minister. <laughs> That's how it works, yes. When yeah. you're sitting in number 10 down the street, that was a victory. Anything else yeah. is not a victory. <laughs> so, I mean, you're not really even a player at no, that point. you're not even so. in the game. You're on the sideline shouting and throwing rotten apples at the... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, all around for uh, uh, it's good news that Corbyn didn't do well. But on the other hand, if if, if the new if you get a new prime minister and they screw it up, it, it gives guys like him a chance because uh, the conservatives might be the better shot. But it, but it's always the corruption and stuff that can can bring you down. I think I mean, the problem. Douglas, the, the yeah. corruption is throughout all politicians. Now, it's not just, you know, the conservatives yeah. bad enough. They've always been doing it. But they've all been doing it. I mean, it's right, just, right. It just comes in their nature. I think, you know, I think I'm a fairly reasonable kind of person. But I know that if I went to politics, I'd, I'd end up being corrupted. But you've got to be corrupt yeah. to join the club in order to get anything done. But then you can't get anything done because they're all the same, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just hopeless. But you get, I think you get sucked into it. And you really can't really get out of it. Well, it's by design. The way the system yeah. is, it runs like a racket and that sort of thing. 
So it's almost impossible uh, if you're going to go into it to not be a part of it at some level. You have uh, to be. Then, There's no kind of way from it. Well, when someone screws up and they're able to exploit it, it really is uh, uh, you know, pretty hypocritical on everybody to accuse you know one side or the other because he says, "Well, you're dumb enough to get to have gotten caught." You know, <laughs> that's basically yeah, it. that's true. Yeah, there's because, always somebody uh, that gets caught. Somebody could sacrifice. It was like the the election extended. There was some sort of expenses thing, but you know, people were buying paper clips and putting on expenses, and they were buying an enormous yeah. house and, and, and then rent out, this kind of thing, and, and getting the government to pay the mortgage. And I think two, maybe three people ended up in jail. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, everyone was doing it. But they, had, they, they picked two or three to be such sacrificial lambs. And, you know, yeah. the public will be happy with that. That'll be okay. But the public weren't, because they knew they were all at it. I mean, they, they, all the figures came out <laughs> in the, you know, in the, whatever newspaper got all the information. And, you know, the public knew they were all corrupt. So yeah. it's a bit, you know, it's a, they, they felt pretty well let down that, that this would happen. But there was a lot of it, it, it's like over here we got a lot of these uh, campaign finance uh, laws and whatnot, and uh, the smarter ones know the way around it. Uh, mm-hmm. There was ways of like, ways. like, yeah, it's it, it's like uh, you you can uh, it's like if you own a building and you're running your campaign, well, and then you can rent an office space from your own building. And then you can Hello? charge that. So, so, so the money coming, so the money coming into your campaign, you can spend it as you wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think it's because in small donations that you don't have to be reported or recorded. Right. I mean, there's certain donations that it's under a certain limit. You don't have to record them or something. So yeah. that, that's, they get away with it sort of that way. Or they, you know, it's, it's, or it's given to some company or something, and it ends up getting back to them. There's always a way around it because it's the system's built to have loopholes. Right. I mean, it's always the, the idiot works. who takes the, who takes the flat out bribe, you know, you know, the hard yeah. cash and like that. And he's like, well, you're you're just an idiot if you're taking that because it, chances are yeah. the guy giving it to is wearing a wire. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the cops come no, in. Nobody's handing over, you know, thousands of pounds in burn envelopes anymore. That sort of sixties thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of thing it's is just a bit too obvious. But what it usually is is like, well, I can offer a job to your kid or your wife yeah. or whatever. There's some in there, yes. And that's the way that works. And they and do that you've stuff, done it, yeah. Oh, it's all the time, yeah. And after you've done enough favors, even if you lose your seat or what have you, you st- you've got a job with all these different companies you've helped and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, really, uh, it, <clears throat> I don't know how it all works out in a parliamentary system, but over here, I, I keep want, you know, wanting term limits to where it limits that that immediately limits the power that you could accumulate. So if you served a certain amount of terms at a certain office, that's it. You can't serve it again. Uh, it would be difficult for them to accumulate that, which is why it'll never happen. It will never uh, happen. But it's a good idea. Well, I mean, I think maybe sort of like three terms or something. Whatever. Right, right. But then but the money is so good and it's helping every, and everybody's getting it. They don't want to give it up. Well, yeah. You, I mean, we've got tons of these politicians, and a lot of whom have been there since since I was a child. <laughs> They're yeah. still there. And still hanging on uh, in there. They never really did anything in the private world. They've always been in government, and they've become multimillionaires. Now, you're not going to earn that on a congressman's salary. No, so, obviously, so this came from, from... Yes, others are, well, I've made wise investments. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's what happens there. I mean, it's one thing. It's like... We, I, I think you recall we talked about this last time you were on the show, is that what yeah. you really should do is go out and make your fortune in the real world. 
And then but in your then, later years, you can serve. You know, then yeah. that's what it, it's really almost like retirement age people should be uh, in office because they're just basically. Because they have, they, they, well, also, they have, they, they have the experience. Right, right. Yeah, they've been out in the world. They understand the businesses and the employees and whatnot. They've been out there. They worked in it. So they got a better understanding. If you come out of college and you, you immediately run for Congress, uh, no, that that's not a good idea. No, uh, it's not a good they, idea. Because I know in, in, in this country, you got to be, I think they have to be 21 before they can become a member of parliament. Wow, I mean, that, that, that's too young, too. <laughs> it's too young. It's ridiculous. In fact, I think yeah. more of that age, I'm sure they got, I'm sure they had some kind of, almost a teenager who won the last, the last generation, not the last one, won past the SNP, some horrible little woman, who, little girl who thinks she knows absolutely everything and she's adored by the, the supporters and she's just a horrible little person. Oh, and she's God. loud and she's rude and she's, you know, and she's not a yeah, clue. Yeah, she's an adolescent, so what do you, you... Basically, yeah. Yeah. No experience of life, no experience of work, no experience of anything other than college, I mean, school, university, and then uh, into politics. Into politics, and I want to run well, exactly the yeah. same as Nicola Sturgeon. That's what she did. She said she worked yeah. as a solicitor, but I heard from somebody who knew her family that she was there for about, you know, three or four weeks and probably wrote a couple yeah. letters, and then she went straight, straight into, you know, into the SNP system. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, you know? Golly, that's so, almost like, uh, that's kind of like what Obama did when he got out of college. Uh, and he taught a course in law for a little bit, and then he was a lawyer for an activist group. And then he uh, he got elected. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that was I about think, it. Think, um, uh, but that's the norm, you know. Didn't didn't Bill Clinton really? So he didn't really do anything other than go into politics either. Right. 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 Same thing. Yeah, he uh, he ran for office almost immediately, and I, I think he lost that one. He was running for Congress, and he lost. Yeah. And then he uh, later ran for the state attorney general, and he got that. So that's how he got in. And I think that's actually Hillary was probably the breadwinner for the for, for a while because she actually did work at a law firm, and uh, so th- uh, and so that's what he, yeah. So he was always uh, just a politician. He never really had any experience yeah. anything I, else. I, I, I well, always thought that Hillary was probably the brains behind the, the outfit. Anyway, I don't think. Really- Smart yeah, some, in some ways, yeah, because, uh, I mean, like I said, she had the experience of actually working uh, for... Real you know, people uh, in the real world. Yeah, so she had that. Yeah. And then uh, Bill Clinton, his qualifications came out of being a governor. Usually, once you're a governor, that's about as close as a politician can get to being a manager. So yeah, you get suppose, some yeah. amount of experience doing that, which gave him some his skills that he needed when he became president. But... Uh, but but still, yeah, he was another one who just never really lived in the real world. Uh, I think so. You need some animal cunning to you know rise to the top in politics. Right, he had talents, no doubt yeah. about that. He yeah. had charisma, uh, which Hillary didn't have any of it, which really hurt no, her badly. She couldn't make it. Badly. We saw her yeah. try to be charismatic, and it was quite painful to watch. Yes, <laughs> when you don't have it, you don't have you it. You just don't have and, it. And she couldn't be honest. If she could have just been honest, maybe, you know, but I mean, she had too many skeletons in the closet and all yeah. that. Oh, and just so. a bit of breaking news here, Douglas. So we have Brussels Central Station has been evacuated after reports of an explosion. Local media oh, reporting that a person wearing an explosive belt was neutralized inside the station. All it's right. Belgian police say that he was in control. So that's Brussels bombing at the station yeah. in Brussels. So, you know, it's still going on, unfortunately. Boy, so he was oh, neutralized. Wow. You know, it's how I, I, I find, so I know they, they have to, I suppose, they have to take out the threat, but 
Although recently the, the terrorist attacks in, in, in London, no terrorist has, has been caught alive. Yeah. They've just been shot dead very, very quickly. Yeah. In fact, the last one, I thought they were shot very quickly, very, very quickly. It's like the police are on the scene within... Well, that was interesting because the the story I got was that the police weren't armed at first, and then they had to go get the arms, and then they returned and got the, and then yeah, they ended up shooting the guys. Yeah, but the whole thing was over after eight minutes. You know, right, right. Police were called, so eight minutes later, the the people were dead. So I thought, well, you're sure you could have done something to sort of take one down and maybe get a little, you know, little sort of. Well, at the time, they thought they didn't know that those explosives weren't were, were, were fake. No, they didn't. So, they didn't know that. No, so that's they probably true. figured, well, better take them out because if they're still alive, if you wound them to where you can yeah, capture you can them, still do that. It's true. They could still set off the bomb. So that's what true. they were in a p- pretty pickle. And I guess that's Typical why. Situation. They, that's why they were wearing those fake bombs. They didn't. They didn't want people to approach them. It's you know, not. if they could have gotten them real bombs, they would have had those. But. Uh, I guess they couldn't. They probably, if they had, they probably would have exploded them before they did anything else. That's the thing. Yeah, it's been. Ter- I mean, it's a terrible situation. I mean, people are being sort of radicalized by people who should know better. Right. Uh, you just never know what someone believes or wants to believe, and what pushes them into it, and all and of that. They, and, well, they're all, they're they're all against most me. People don't even know that that's happening. You know, they, their, their family don't really understand. They don't know. They don't. I mean, suddenly this happens. Oh my God! I didn't. You know. Right. Oh, Derek was such a smart kid, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Something like that. So it's really something someone it. else and what he's doing. So it's quite dangerous. You never know what the uh, the mental state would be to put you in a position to where you're open to that. And because uh, once they get into it, they're not going to tell other people, you know, because now I'm a secret soldier in the war for Allah or whatever. And I think so a lot of it is just that they find lonely people and befriend them and say this is the way it should be this is how it should be and and people who are lonely will basically say oh this is great i'm like a you know, part of a family now sort of thing and right, right. Easily, easily put in the situation yeah and yeah. i imagine there's 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 a variety of different uh situations that uh you know it's not always the same story about how they end up there no i think there's know. many different situations and depends right. where they come from what kind of wife they've had before but they, they, they know how to be, the police people know how to manipulate people to to do oh, these yeah. things. Yeah, and again, it's it's, it's cult like, you know. Yeah, uh, very it, much. It's, so you know that's how it works, and for whatever need that someone might have, that cult seems to fulfill it for them. It and does. That's it. So that that immediately gains their full loyalty. Yeah, and people who've so, come out of it have been deep programs that they say that it's it's like you know you become part of a family and you will do whatever you're told and you think you're doing it for the greater good right right yeah that's, 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 it's the same that's, as whether you take the white supremacist same sort of thing really you know that they, they get people get dragged into that kind of situation and they've already been brought up with it whatever, and, and think that's the way to right. do things yeah yeah and, you, you, and the last thing you want to do is question it well that's the first oh, yeah. thing you should do you should question everything. You can't everything. really just because you know you're, you're not testing it. So, no. and I mean, you know, one of the first questions I always wanted to: well, Why does God need a hitman? Uh, yeah, exactly. Why would he need a hitman? I mean, for goodness' sake! Yeah. I mean, he, he's Did got, you ever he, think he, of that? He's a, he's a deity. He can do what he wants. He can, yeah. he can explode <laughs> you on the spot if he wanted. You know, he could he could kill us all. Bolt uh, of lightning. <laughs> so. He doesn't really need you. To do no, really, so, doesn't. You know. Yeah, that, that's the biggest problem with all the holy wars. Uh, they're they're quite unnecessary, 
It's not really well, going to do anything. Are, if, you, if you believe in, in, in a God or a, a, a greater being, then you really don't have to do that because they'll take care of business for you. You know. Right, they right. Do, they can do it. I mean, of course, the other thing is, is that, well, if one side believes it's the will of God for me to go to war and the other side does it, they still got to go to war because they got to defend themselves. So that's yeah. how that starts. That's Somebody it starts yeah. it. I don't know when or where, but that's how it works. Whoever said it was a, called things a holy war was really, you know, it's, it's not really the right name for it. There's nothing holy about war of any kind. I know, this, it's the exact opposite. You know, violent, bloody destruction. How many sins are committed in war, you know? Exactly. I mean, a holy war? Oh, come on. I know. It's ridiculous. You know, we're trying to pretty it up, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's not working. No, no, there's too much blood and gore. No, it's not working. It really is. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. If, if someone believes in God, they say, well, if somebody believes in Allah, it's, it's, it's wrong, or vice versa. I mean, how many gods do we actually have? I mean, or is it just the one, but the other people see different versions of it? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a different version of the same thing. Uh, but the, it, the church here is... is I mean, people don't go to church like they used to do here because people, you know, they're playing golf on a Sunday or something. Like that. <laughs> they want to take. There it are easy. more things to do on Sundays than it used to be when I was a kid. No, went to Sunday right, school right. religiously every single Sunday in church on Sunday. Everybody, there was nothing else to do. You know, yeah. that was it. Sunday, nobody really did anything. Oh, and then of course we discovered alcohol, and then things changed completely. That's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's just the way of things. But nowadays, right. everybody's something. Everybody has something else to do on a Sunday. Yeah. So they don't necessarily go to church, and you do see people do go regularly, and that's fine. They enjoy that. That's part, part of their their routine. Right, that's right. good. I don't. I don't deny them the, the right to do that. I think if people should, if they want to, that's fine. But don't kill people because of it. Right. You know, you have to go to church. <laughs> you know, be uplifted, and you know, they only come out and murder people. That seems a bit over the top. I don't think really what it was designed for, or maybe it was. I don't know. Well, I, I always put it this way. I would have thought, because uh, one of the things they worry about is blasphemy. But uh, oh. is there a greater blasphemy when you take the position of God himself, when you're actually deciding someone's life or death like that over over an idea? So that, to me, would be the highest form of blasphemy, to do that. So yeah. if, we could, if we could just understand that, uh, that maybe they'd rethink great. it. Yeah. But I, I don't think good. I'm going to, that, that's not going to get through to uh, the jihad movement and all that. No, so no that ain't going to work. So that's that's just that's too bad. Kind of, that's just yeah, that's far too. Sensitive. The only thing I see it is, and uh, it, it, it's really unnecessary that this is a sixteen-year-old war. <laughs> no one <laughs> wants to talk to it like that. It's a, no. it's a, it's it's an incident. It's uh, it's some sort of activity, uh, whatever they want to. They don't want to call it that because the United States wouldn't declare war. They should have. Um, but uh, you gotta you gotta let the military lose sometimes on these conditions, and you gotta <laughs> but, have. But, you know, the Crushing thing is that there are all these rules of the, the rules of war. Right, right. You know, you're not allowed and to do this, you're not allowed to do that, you're not to treat people humanely. No one, they're not playing by the rules anymore. No. The rules of war, and, when the people said rules of war, no, bang. <laughs> oh, that's one of the things that I don't understand why it didn't become a bigger scandal here in the U.S. because there's these uh, strict, strict rules of engagement that the military has, and it's gotten Absolutely. them killed. They can't return yes. fire unless they determine that they're actually holding a weapon at the time, and all that. We said, "Well, good lord, the enemy figures that out pretty quick. 
They yeah, had their weapons. They're onto it. They're onto it. They're sharp <laughs> so, enough to figure that one out. Yeah. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> and that was under Obama. But then in George Bush's time, they immediately, one of the first things they did was okay, you can't fire on any moss. Well, good. Right off the bat, uh, Al Qaeda figured out, oh, well, we can use moss as forts. Precisely. And so and there was even a good old, battle. Good old with them. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like. Oh, they're going to appreciate how nice we are. No, they're not. No, they're, they're not, going to no, say, no. "Ah, look, it's either weak. We have a shot," and yep. that's what they did. And so it's you've got to have a constant, uh, humiliating, crushing defeats on these movements like that, to where eventually they can't get new recruits because nobody but likes a loser. Isn't worth it anymore. It's, it's not worth it, right? No. And you and know, it's time. It's, ta- it's time happen. to stop. Pre- they got all these kind of fantasies, like they're going to be like the the Robin Hood of Al Qaeda or something like that. You yeah, know? yeah. Let's and, stop that uh, one. No, yeah, it's not like that. And uh, you need to you need to grow up and get a real job, <laughs> go back to the farm, whatever, whatever, and, uh, is, and live your not, life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, find a woman, get married, and have kids, and uh, that's what you do instead of being uh, your, your, the superhero fantasy that you have uh, for your your jihad. That's not you know, so. So that's what it needs to be. But instead, we're doing these little pinprick operations here and there. So I will hand it to Trump when they allowed the Moab attack on uh, ISIS in Al- on, uh, uh, Afghanistan. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe I'm not sure what right. that achieved. Really, I'm, I don't. Uh, the repercussions would probably still rumbling around the globe, but <laughs> several yeah. tidal waves. But um, no, I, I, I mean, I suppose maybe it wasn't a bad thing of a touch of shock and awe, as it were, but. Uh, well, the thing of it was, is it was a uh, uh, one of their little uh, underground uh, caves uh, headquarters. Yeah. And the old way it would have been to send the special forces to go into those tunnels. <laughs> and so, yeah. of course, we're gonna we're gonna lose a lot of guys. So why don't we just blow it all up? So yeah, that's what they did. So that's what uh, they did. yeah, I've got I've got no problem with that. So and uh, so if that's the approach they're taking. It, it could stop up a, a lot of it, and it'll cha- be a game changer. I don't know. We'll see how things progress. Uh, he's we a will. little busy with uh, the political situation here. <laughs> but meanwhile, uh, North, North Korea uh, tortured and murdered one of our citizens, and he died. So that's kind yeah, of what the was pretty, there. That was pretty bad. That was, I, I read that, and I thought, well, that's just, you know, that's yeah, just they're, horrific. They're, so that, and then that's the reason why they released him, because they realized, Oh boy, he's gonna die. We don't want him yeah, dying here. We so that's what send they did. Right. It wasn't us. Somebody else did it. Yeah. So now, now I'm hearing he's been in a coma for almost a year. So they've yeah. been keeping that from us for quite a while. I don't know what they did to him, but well, uh, he was so, he was in forced labor camp or something really horrible. Yeah. He's just a yeah. Man. I just yeah. I mean, there was some footage about he had he made a second appearance before their court. And Ooh. it looked like he was he was showing signs of some kind of neurological disorder because he was kind of shaking and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, there's all kind of torture techniques that won't leave marks and stuff. So it might have been something like that. I Could don't know. Have been. Who knows? Yeah. So, They're not known for their humanitarian uh, acts. No. People, Whenever North Korea falls, boy, the horror story we're going to hear is probably something we've never heard before. It will be so beyond. I mean, beyond anything. But I, I honestly, those. I mean, when. You, you despair at you see what human beings are capable of doing to each other. You think, yes. how do you do that? But then you get a sort of a mob together. You know, so I was watching something about, um, it was, I think it was some African country. It wasn't Rwanda, but it was something around the area. Oh, the, the, the Congo. Yeah. And child soldiers who were, you know, like killing each other. 
There were yeah. tons of... And they were doing it because the guy said, well, we didn't normally do it, but we were ordered to do it, so we did it. And then one guy said, one guy would, would, would rape somebody, so we all just did it. You know, it's like once <laughs> one started, the whole thing just, you know, the mob rule takes over. Yeah. And that's and quite it's, it's the same thing as like we were t- talking about, like cult-like activity, and it, you know, especially with child soldiers, you can, uh, you can uh, indoctrinate them and train them pretty quick, and uh, yep. it's all they know, so they're going to do what they're told, and there you go. Uh, That's it. So I mean, it's coming to a stage where you're using ten-year-olds to, I mean, it's just it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's horrendous people do. And yeah, like you know, the people, the perpetrators are sitting there, they've done it, they haven't been prosecuted or they prosecute two or three, you know, they, but no, nope, the real people, the real people do the killing and do the damage and never get caught. Oh yeah, there's plenty of people get away with it, you know, and a lot of the Nazi war criminals got away with it. <laughs> you know? I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It does, it does. And it's like I said, like uh, we in the West, uh, th- 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 this is the strange place, <laughs> the outside yeah, world. That's it. Yeah, that's Yeah, wait, wait yeah, a minute. What the hell's going on over there? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> there we go. Why? Why can't they just be normal? Uh, well, they are, because <laughs> that's the way it's always been. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Um, it was a long struggle to get here. Yeah, it's, it's like you know the, the tribes in Africa, but they are tribal. That's why they're called tribes. They don't like right. people live next door. I mean, we've got a wee bit past that here, but maybe not very much because like, people just in the next country, but we don't like them. So we right, right. shoot them sort of thing, you know? Yes, some great catastrophe whenever. could some great catastrophe could push us all right back to it within a you know a couple of years. We'll be you know grouping up in tribes and uh, killing each other too. So you know, we just got we, we've developed up here. We're standing on the shoulders of our our founders and. Uh, we're sitting here, but if we lost it for whatever reason, disease or a war or, or an asteroid hits us or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, the asteroid you know, could be bad. I see that they're, they're scaring people with the, the Yellowstone thing again. Is it Yellowstone really not with the big volcano or something? Yeah, the super volcano, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's going to yeah. destroy well, the world I mean, just any day now. It, it, could. it could go off. Well, it would destroy the world. It would be pretty bad for the rest of the no, world. It would be horrible for the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be the end of the United States for sure. But, uh, and well, yep. that boy, that would cause trouble too for the world. <laughs> well, yeah, that would without that Navy, uh, boy, uh, a lot of the security that you have around the world would be gone. Uh, so, I think it would be every man for themselves. So. Yeah, it would. And then, of course, the uh, volcanic ash covering the world, you would have a horrible yeah. winter. It would be uh, worse than the Dark Ages. And uh, so, yeah, it would be because very, it would really, Because dark. it really would be dark. <laughs> yes, it would be. Yes, no it would sunlight be dark. for quite a while. It would be dark. Yeah. Yeah, they, they say Scotland's dreary, but boy, they don't know what dreary is until. <laughs> <laughs> we had a gloriously sunny day today. It was a fabulous day. We had a couple of really nice days, and the next two weeks, I think it's going to rain continuously. No, oh, <laughs> thunderstorms yeah. planned for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that cheers you up in the yeah. morning. <laughs> well, I got a tropical storm coming tomorrow, so I'll have good fun uh, tomorrow uh. night. Well, yeah. I think we, may be get, we may be getting part of your tropical storm for all we know, but we, we are fairly, we've had a, a weather warning. To tell us oh. weather. What's yes. weather? <laughs> so that's what it, it is looking this... outside. That's rain. So that's what you call it. Ah, I wonder. <laughs> Turns out so, there's this talk thing about called the nanny weather. state. You know, is we've got an amber warning for rain or something. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've got a bra, I've got a bra on. I've got, you know, someone that won't get saturated. You know, <laughs> thank God they told me. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. 
<laughs> so now you we can have worry to be about corrected it. and told about everything these days. There's no getting. No, no, no. You get no. There's a, you know, you're driving along and you get a big sign in the motorway. You know, apocalypse now sort of thing. And you drive around, nothing happens. A few cones scattered around, and right. this horrendous thing that happened. Nothing. And the next time you drive along, everything stops. There's no sign saying anything other than you're <laughs> fucked. That's it. <laughs> Just yeah, that's generally five the case. hours sitting in this queue. <laughs> There There's will be always somebody. You'll never know why you were sitting here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one will ever tell you. There's always somebody predicting doomsday, and they always want to be that one that gets it right, you know, because yeah, one day they're bound right. to get it. Yeah, but it's like it's going to be the hottest summer in record. At some point. Yeah, I know. It's happen. always the hot, yes. <laughs> the coldest winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, ugliest Christmas, whatever it is. And thank God Father's Day is over as well. I've been advertising up for bloody months. Oh, so thank wow. God Sunday was over. You know, just a friend in every story went to Father's Day, huge things, you know. It used to be Father's Day, now it's Father's Day. It's like it's huge. <laughs> it's like, so it's well, you survived a rock, but you survived a rock, but boy, I survived summer, so. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they figure as long as you're scared, they're doing their job. So. Exactly, exactly. That's what it is. So everybody stay scared. Everybody stay scared. <laughs> so you got to be scared of something all the time. Yeah, the, whether yeah. weather, um, anything, you got to be scared of it. Uh, yeah. a, a, plague you, of, a plague of hornets, anything. Yeah. It's coming from France. That's the last If one. you can't think of anything, don't worry. We'll tell you. No, we'll find we'll someone give you, we'll find something to scare the hell out of you. And that's the message for today. That be scared of everything. That is the message, yes. Be scared of everything. Yeah. Yes. Do not move. Well, because we haven't told you, you can go there. No, not a step away. <laughs> no, don't that yet. No. Yeah. Oh, no. And speaking of warnings, um, I'm being giving blares from the kitchen. Apparently dinner is ready. <laughs> oh well, all right. Well, uh, don't want to have you starve. So I'm sorry, doing... I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut this kind of short, Douglas. But uh, now, well, one we got in a, almost a good hour here, so we did That's pretty good. good. Did okay. Yeah, we so could pad it out some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we've learned to be scared. Down. We've learned the world is doomed no matter what we do, and so no matter we what we be do, scared. we're screwed. That's the end of the civilization <laughs> as we know. Whatever <laughs> happens, it's the end, and we can't move uh, one move where. One foot out there because we haven't been told we could do that. Right, And if it's right. wet outside, don't go outside if it's really wet because you will get wet. And there's an amber <laughs> warning. I tell you, you will. I don't yeah. know how we manage. How do we manage the old days when we had real weather? You I know? don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's snow and stuff. We knew it was snow because it was white and it was falling from a bloody sky. Now we've got right. to be told it's snow. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway, as I said, insanity gone mad. Yes. <laughs> All right, Michael. Enjoy the weather. <laughs> I'll enjoy the I'll enjoy the tropical storm tomorrow, Douglas. I think yes, I will do my best. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'll, I'll be scared. Wear of something it. waterproof. That is an amber <laughs> warning from me. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. You don't understand that. You can get wet from the stuff from the sky. It's possible. <laughs> it's true. It's that, true. I know. On that note, so go and have dinner. Thank All you, Douglas, right. for the Enjoy call. the meal, Michael, and thanks for being on the show. Uh, thank you, Douglas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Michael Blair for this edition of the Mr. Nelson Show. We'll take a short break, and then I'll come back with a few final words. Hi, this is Mercedes Carrera, and you are listening to the Mr. Nelson Show on RadioMisfits.com. 
the sound of my voice. Yes, you know you do, and you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M R N A I L S I N. It's not case sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. Timothy Bottoms, star of The Last Picture Show, and Susan George, star of Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, are making things hot in a small town in Texas. Timothy Bottoms is Pope Jackson. All he wants is to get his girl and get out of a small town in Texas. Bo Hopkins is the sheriff. All he wants is to get Pope. Susan George is Mary Lee. She's the bait in a trap. In a small town in Texas. Engines are revving up. Tempers are flaring up. I'm gonna kill that man right now! The pavement is burning up. And things will never be the same in a small town in Texas. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. <laughs> well, it's another spaghetti sci-fi riffed by yours truly. Oh, man, don't leave me hanging. Fill me in on the details. Well, this time it's Mr. Nelson riffs War of the Robots. Oh, boy. Yes, in War of the Robots, a scientist from Earth is kidnapped by a bunch of robots that all look like the late Rolling Stone Brian Jones. Huh, yes. The crew of the starship Trissy. What? <laughs> yes, they call it the starship Trissy. Uh, they pursue the robots to rescue the scientist and his beautiful assistant. They run around a lot, and once in a while they shoot ray guns and then watch TV. Yes, this spaghetti sci-fi romp was made by the same guys who made Cosmos War of the Planets. Oh, wow! Yes, so once again, someone on the set forgot to turn on the lights during filming. Oh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Also in this package deal, you get Chapter 4 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Yes, Flash saves the Earth by taking a powder on a mountain. Meanwhile, Ming the Merciless makes Dale watch as Dr. Zarkov is forced to wear a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. It also contains some music from Kevin MacLeod. Oh, wow! Where can I get this? Oh, you just have to head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. And this little gem can be yours, simply for a buck seventy-five. Oh, wow! Cheap! Yes. Yes, it is. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. All right, and I want to thank Michael Blair for being my guest uh, on uh, this episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. 
Uh, it's always a pleasure to visit with Mr. Blair, and uh, always fascinating to talk to somebody from across the pond about uh, current events, which, of course, these days are unfortunate current events, but nevertheless, it's always a pleasure to uh, visit with Michael Blair. Uh, on occasion, he also visits uh, the other show I co-host, which is the Rob Saul Show, so yeah, you check that out. Uh, live uh, Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ripped Radio. And uh, you can find it at robsall.com as well. Uh, there's a tune-in, but uh, I can't remember the address. <laughs> but uh, but robsall.com and Ripped Radio Network, uh, you can uh, find it through that. And, of course, the podcast is here at radiomisfits.com. However, something that isn't here anymore uh, is the Bob Levy Show, which has been uh, on hiatus since December. And uh, we just did a new episode that was uh, posted, uh, uh, well, not live, it was taped, but nevertheless, it was posted live, streamed live, if you will, uh, at ddvradio.com. Uh, I don't exactly know where the podcast version will be posted yet. I assume iTunes, uh, but but anyway, the show is back on. We'll be doing more shows of those. But uh, to hear it live uh, on uh, ddv.com, uh, radio.com, uh, 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 that'll be Tuesday, uh, 9 to 11, and, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And uh, so there you go. Uh, Tuesday nights with Bob and me and hopefully the, the other gang we can get them in there and so there you are a new Bob Levy show in a different format and we'll see where that goes yeah yeah uh, recently two uh, episodes oh, well two uh, TV shows that I see as the best uh, in television excellence at this moment in American television, uh, Better Call Saul and Fargo, uh, their seasons just uh, completed, and uh, Better Call Saul once again is a triumph, uh, m- a masterpiece of the form, and just excellent. That whole crew, whatever they're up to, I'm in for, and it'll be f- interesting to see where they go once they complete this. Because I'm thinking, uh, and if you're, you're watching this series, and you should, because if you're not, you're hurting yourself. Um, I'm thinking there must only be one more season in it because uh, it's a prequel to the Breaking Bad series, which, of course, was a phenomenal masterpiece also. Um, but where it's uh, ending up there and the way it ended, uh, I, I, I don't see how much further they can go before they're in there. Now, there's some things they can overlap with because occasionally they flash forward to where uh, the, the title character is today. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go a whole season in that time period. So I'm thinking next season will more than likely be the last. It's sad, but it's also good because you don't want to go too far because you end up eventually jumping that damn shark. You don't want to do what Walking Dead did. No, you don't. Once fantastic show, now now heading into Happy Days material. <laughs> so that's sad. Meanwhile, Fargo... Um, this one, of course, again, uh, wonderfully done, fantastic crew, uh, great performances, really spectacular. Uh, the guy who played the villain, I'm blanking on his name, but he played Mr. Varga. Boy, what a what a creepy dude that was. Uh, well done, and uh, all the uh, Carrie Coons did a great job. I love her. I loved her in uh, Leftovers. It was another cool series, although I've only seen the first season. I'm catching up, but uh, based on that first season, I could recommend it. Um, but uh, and then uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Wow, boy, <laughs> boy, did I get smitten? <laughs> but she was very, very good, 
And but unfortunately, uh, between the two, I'm thinking Better Call Saul came out on top here because there was one. There's a couple of errors actually, but there was one in particular in this last episode. Uh, and if you know what I'm talking about, uh, Emmett's truck, that obviously um, uh, uh, Mary Liz Winston's character did. She uh, did something to it to where it would stop in the middle of the road like that. And then after the big shootout. He starts it up and goes away. I, how does that happen? I mean, obviously, it would have been simple for him to just take her truck and leave. But instead, he just drives off. So, uh, that it's, it's a minor detail, to be sure. But for a show that's so layered and so well done, how do you miss that? I don't know. But, uh, well, there it is. As for the ending... Um, I'm going with the idea that, no, the man is not going to walk through that door and let Mr. Varger go. And I think the telltale sign is uh, Gloria's pretty confident, and she's smiling at the end. And that's it. The guy's beat. Now, look on the bright side. He's still alive, so possibly we could get him for another season in the future. <laughs> and cause he's a damn good villain. But, of course, ultimately... Uh, he needs to get his just desserts. And uh, we can see where uh, the Mary McDonald character was actually the real mastermind behind the whole thing. We just didn't know it. And that's another clue that there might be uh, some future series based on her character, maybe in her past or what have you. Who knows? But also, one of the interesting things here is that the uh, deaf man hitman guy... Uh, is always appearing. He's appeared in all three seasons now. He was a little child in the the one in the, in the past, but nevertheless, same guy. So uh, maybe that's just going to be a thing they're doing all the time. So either way, we can look for that in future seasons. But still, I guess uh, of the three seasons of Fargo, this one would have to be the weakest based on some of these problems that happen. There's also uh, some of the explanations for... Uh, Gloria's uh, apparent aversion to technology because it didn't respond to her. Uh, that's, you know, I, I mean, there's always a little hint of the fantastic. And, of course, in this one, basically the Ray Wise character, you have to assume, is some sort of angel from the Lord. You know, I guess he's the angel of vengeance or something. And so that little caveat is similar to the UFO in the season two. But there's always the, the hints of the higher power. And it's usually God or fate or something like that. It was aliens in the second one, albeit very briefly. But nevertheless, that's the idea that uh, there's uh, higher powers at work and things. And so that's what we had here. And that didn't bother me at all, really. I think some people probably were put off by it. But, well, you're not paying attention, I don't think. And so, but the t I'm a little at a loss as to what that meant. And so I missed that one. I'm not quite sure what that's about. I thought it was going to reveal that she didn't ever exist. <laughs> but, it, that, but no, she just felt that way. So uh, little hiccups here and there. And I worry about that because it may mean it's time to go ahead and, 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 and close the idea and move on to something else. Don't do a full season that's terrible. Don't, like I said, end up like Walking Dead. You start off fantastic, and you stay around too long, and now you're jumping zombie sharks everywhere. Yeah, don't do that. But all in all, uh, a great show, and of course, I highly recommend it. I mean, these are minor things, but it just worries me, because I don't want to see a really bad Fargo. I don't want to see that. So I'm hoping they'll walk away from it when they run out of ideas. So, but uh, uh, we'll see what they do next year. 
Uh, but Better Call Saul seems to be pretty tight and on schedule and everything's working. And as I said, I suspect next season will be the last. But boy, watch that crew and see what they do next. Uh, it'll be fun to see what they come up with once they finally, I think, uh, leave the universe of uh, Walter White and that whole thing. Because I don't think there's... they. I, mean, I suppose they could milk it for something else, but I'm not sure where they could possibly go. And to me, uh, that might be too close to jumping a shark, too. <laughs> uh, a meth-addicted shark, but nevertheless a shark. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so I think I'm thinking next season will probably be the end of that whole era, and it'll be sad. But again, you don't want it to go bad. You don't want it to do that. So there we go. Uh, Better Call Saul wins the battle between uh, them and Fargo, if there was one. <laughs> I watch both, so <laughs> they both got my uh, ratings. So what do you know? <laughs> what do you want? So anyway, uh, on a sad note, uh, there's been a loss. Uh, Good friend of the show, uh, Stacy Pressman, who's helped me out in the past with this show. Uh, her little cat, uh, Snuggles, or Johan Snuggles, you would call him, has passed away. He uh, had some serious injuries, and uh, there was a site set up to do donations. And he got one of his legs amputated, and they were trying to repair the other one, but the little guy just couldn't pull through, and he passed away. So uh, that's tough for Stacy, you know, that's her little baby, and now he's gone. But uh, it's just, you know, and when you're pets, you, you, people well, it's just an animal. Well, yeah, I know, but you, they live with you, you, you love them, they're with you, and then suddenly they're gone. It's hard to adjust to that. It's still, it's still a grieving process and mourning, and uh, it's, it's very, very sad. And so, and, and yo, uh, Johan Snuggles, uh, he actually made an appearance on the show. Uh, we, back when I did my Halloween special with all the people involved with the Bob Levy show, uh, had Stacy uh, play some characters in it. That was that Scream of the Devil show. And uh, while we were taping that, uh, Snuggles <laughs> kept intruding. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, there's a show I did, uh, if you can look back in the old uh, Nelson shows, where I played uh, the blooper reel of the show, uh, different people messing up lines and stuff I did with, uh, with Bob and J Joe and all that. And then Stacy... <laughs> With Stacy, we, we were doing okay, but then Snuggles, <laughs> he wanted to be in the show. So, he was. Uh, he was in that episode. So, uh, a funny kitty, and uh, sadly, uh, he's gone. So, rest in peace, Snuggles, and uh, my sincerest uh, condolences to Stacy Pressman. Very sorry uh, uh, for your loss. All right, uh, that's it. For this episode of Mr. Nelson, we'll be back next week, next Saturday. We're an all-new episode with all kinds of bells and whistles, I'm sure. And uh, once again, thanks to Michael Blair for being my guest. And good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So... Any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Okay, let me just, uh, I'm just trying to think of what else that can make okay. this better. Test two. Sounds good.